Welcome to the Love Positivism Podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode with Francois again, or did I say that right can you say your name yeah. more beautiful than i did <laughs> so with dutch pronunciation it's Françoise. Françoise, so beautiful welcome back to the podcast thank you i'm so happy to have you here again and we have a very beautiful offering coming up uh, that is free to everyone who's going through a fertility journey it could be in the beginning of the journey or later, we're going to talk about this fertility winter retreat. And I welcome everyone who's here, who's just been called to listen today and called to check out uh, the work that you're doing. So for everyone who hasn't heard the episode, we have an episode together where we talked about your work and how you came into all of this. But maybe you can just introduce yourself to those who are new listeners and just let us know what you do and also what this upcoming win- Fertility Winter Retreat is going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. So my name is Françoise. Um, I originally I worked as a researcher over 15 years and a couple of years ago I made the shift to start coaching women who are trying to get pregnant who are on a fertility journey very much based also on my own journey so uh, I've been trying to conceive for over a decade um that didn't that there was a, a long process ultimately me and my partner we ended up in fertility treatment we had a son Benjamin in 2020 during COVID and then two years later we had or I call them the magical twins so we had twin babies one of them is an IVF baby the other one was a spontaneous pregnancy both happened in the same cycle um I started coaching before I got pregnant with my first because I realized along the way how important it is to really take care of yourself it can be so hard when you're trying to get pregnant and uh, it can be so lonely so during um, when we were still in in the process of inseminations I started these groups for women who faced unwanted childlessness so that we can really connect over that issue and find support and and just share what was going on in our lives with people who knew because when you're not in this it can be hard for people to understand you know you'll get a I I had a colleague once show me a video of her kids crying she was like it isn't fun all the time (laughs) yeah I know but still you know this is something I want really, really badly. Uh, someone told me recently, I would, you don't understand how badly I would want your most difficult day. I thought that was a really good way of capturing it. 
So yeah, I've been doing the work ever since very, very much focused on mindfulness, on connecting to the body, not seeing your body as an instrument, but really as your partner in this fertility journey, taking care of your body, finding its wisdom, um, taking care of yourself. And that's why I also organized this fertility winter retreat. So that will be the first week of January. I have my own podcast, that Fertile Feeling, the podcast, and I invited some of my favorite speakers to um, yeah, give a practice or teach a lecture during that week. So every day there will be three guided practices uh, on different topics. But it's all, the starting point is that uh, for anyone who wants to conceive or get pregnant from a place of love, trust and confidence and surrender, like if any of those words make you feel like, oh, I sort of, I feel myself getting warm or, you know, I can really feel that longing to go back to that place where trying to get pregnant was something magical and, and fun. That's what we are trying to work towards that week. And you are one of the, yeah, of the practitioners that will give a lecture there or a, a practice. Yeah. And it's it's such a beautiful offering it's free for everyone who's signing up now and it starts january 1st like you said so it's a beautiful start of the year and with the insights and experience that you've had like embodied it's so important the work that you're doing and supporting like a calling and then it's really like it hit me also that how miraculous to uh, like go through that like we talked about that descent with the divine feminine descent how important mm -hmm. that journey is and then still having hope and faith because uh, some of you who are listening now uh, I have actually shared previously about my thesis on uh, Francois' uh, podcast the first thesis I did which is all about the experience of infertility and IVF. And now this, uh, during the fall and winter, I've been writing another thesis, which will be, um, yeah, which will be turned in for opposition now in January, which is actually all about how women cope with infertility through religion and spirituality both spiritual and religious coping because there are a lot of um in healthcare research uh, you can see that people with uh, terminal illness for example or other like chronic issues you can use uh, both spirituality and religion as a coping strategy which is not just something that helps because we have a faith. It's more of how you approach things in life and what type of, um, however you surrender into life. It can be through just knowing that you have a path, a dharma, a purpose, or it can be that you know that you're always guided and that every experience has its own uh, its own little diamond in it but it, so what, what I wanted to share so the session that I'm sharing is focused a lot on the spiritual aspect since mm. I work with that but also like seeing in my like more academic research 
what it's led to for women. It's I could see that research shows that when you have, because um, when I think many can relate to this, who is listening and going through their fertility journey or preparing for the first time to go into a fertility journey or have been for a long time, is that all other so many help resources is so focused on the physical, like everything else in life. Mm. It's like usually how do you get, like work with your physical body or how do you work with nutrition or how do you do this? And there's so much doing all the time instead of like releasing and surrendering. And sometimes we have to do, of course, we just entered an earthy Capricorn season. It's all about being grounded and embodied and doing and being ambitious. But mm-hmm with fertility is like this inviting the the divine feminine essence into our lives and trusting that so in this thesis i saw and 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 that also inspired my session of course and it inspires the work that i do and they weave together but mm. i saw that also like one there was positive things that was attributed to one's faith and trust in the plan and one's life path. And then one thing, like a story like yours also helps us to really believe in divine timing, synchronicity and miracles too, because sometimes maybe someone, a doctor says something from their perspective, because it's a limited perspective of the physical body. But we have heard so many like amazing stories about conception and conceiving after a long time or something happens and then it happens. So that I think that's a big relief. And I know you also worked with these things throughout mm-hmm. your journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole as you mentioned, right, it's it's all about accepting that you're not in control. And you're taught from an early age that we are in control of life and that everything is possible if you just work hard enough. I think that's just the basic paradigm of society nowadays. So there's a big, I would almost call it a trauma that happens when you're trying to get pregnant and it's not working. And you suddenly realize everything that I was taught from a young age, it doesn't apply to this there's one thing in my life that feels as the most important right now. Um, and that's where spirituality and, and religion come in, is showing you you aren't in control and that's okay. So it's a completely new thing that we need to learn. How can you be okay with not being in control? How can you be okay with just allowing life to unfold? Um, and that's something that yeah, became very clear for me on my journey as well. There was the only thing that I was in control of was how well I took care of myself. That's the thing I sh- I could focus on. And that's what I started focusing on also in IVF. So I wasn't going into the clinic thinking I need to do everything I can to get pregnant with the supplements and, you know, and uh, fertility yoga and the this and the that. I thought I'm going in and I'm going every day. I'm going to be really conscious about how do I want this journey to be? What do I want it to look like? How can it be nourishing for me, even though I'm taking hormones and it's, you know, it's exhausting. Okay, so I know that. Then how can I shape my weeks around the moments where I know that it's going to be extra exhausting and make sure that there's space for me to just be with that? Um, How can I take the hormones in a way that I am grateful? 
not just feeling like I'm putting poison in my body, but really seeing it as something that I'm doing to to work towards that baby and that there's all of these people that, that have been working on this to uh, to make this available and finding the gratitude in that. So I think the most important insight for me from that whole fertility journey was you can turn everything into a ritual. Everything in life can become a ritual. And that's where you can find strength and that's where you can find self-care because with the ritual, you with the mindfulness, you choose how you want to engage with the situation. Even with grief, even, you know, I, I even turned, I had a miscarriage in 2016. Mm. I even turned my miscarriage into a ritual, a ritual of yeah, stepping into the dark and seeing what I could find there. Yeah. That's so beautiful and so important in different aspects of life and grief and, and feeling lost can come up in, in many ways and throughout life. And I, I think what you're saying is, uh, is really like a beautiful way that you, we have to cope with everything in life. And, and even when we have the things that we wanted, there's other things that we need. Like that's the pro process of life. It is hard, as I wrote in my first article, that it's a silent grief because when you're grieving someone who's passed away, it's like mm. tangible and people understand it. Like all people can, almost all people could understand like what it means to, but, but um, infertility and unwanted childlessness is something that not most people although many people experience it you can feel very lonely and it's it's a uh, something where it's not seen or maybe taken so seriously by most and and it's hard to it's hard for everyone to empathize and to be try to feel what another person is feeling mm. if you haven't experienced it it can be anything we don't know how people experience all things in life but mm. it's it's really beautiful what you said about because the the four main themes that i came up with in my thesis now was that the importance of different practices and also community support that was one big theme mm -hmm. and then religious and spiritual explanations and understandings and that's for all of life like things happen and you're like okay either I can go into this and feel betrayed by life or mm -hmm. I can feel like I've worked so hard but I'm not getting it but when you cope with it, it like as a seer as we say in the yogic perspective you can find meaning in everything and importance in the in those hardships yeah. uh, i also actually found since this so my study was actually again a metasynthesis so i had stories and insights and interviews from women all different parts of the world all over the world and and um we have we live in different societies where uh religion plays more or less ro uh, like mm -hmm. a big role. But what, what researchers have come up with is that it's not that religion or having a spiritual life has diminished. It's just the, the, going, the going to these institutionalized mm -hmm. religious community. That be has become less and less because it's become more individualized because it doesn't mean that because 
200 years ago, people were going to church every week meant that they were more religious. It just was a norm. So when the norm changes, uh, th th that how long have we had? I'm, I was just contemplating the other day. What, how come people from all over the world have all of these mythologies and stories and of creation? That's like a norm, like a natural part of us that we make up and want to understand. It's been done in all societies. So, but when I researched, I um, the research has mostly been done on religious and spiritual uh, coping in more religious communities. So it was actually a lot from um, the more major religions where, mm -hmm. where women were studied on. And I also found like, maybe it's a given in certain uh, religious beliefs, for example, IVF is not permitted for example so mm -hmm. there was actually negative religious coping but that was not in because of one's faith it was because the what was around for example it, well one was actually and it depends on which religion the women practice but one was seeing infertility as a punishment mm -hmm. as something like a karma yeah and 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 of course we even if you are spiritual or religious and or both uh you can attribute because you have a certain set of beliefs and then you feel like okay maybe i deserve this or i've done like something for this it could be just that you're spiritual and believe in it you don't have to be a hindu to believe in in like the effects and and the cause and effect and things like that so that was something that uh women who negatively coped mm -hmm. through religion and also the norms of the culture and and that could be for example in a culture or society where there is a norm on women to conceive mm -hmm. or have a family there was different i have women from different backgrounds uh, and not feeling heard in one's prayers and then getting objections for treatment. That was also one negative. But then when we come to the more, so the three of the themes were positive coping. It was trust and religious, spiritual uh, surrender. So seeing God or the universe as a, as a support and feeling that you can rest into that and also believing in divine timing and miracles and, uh, also, infertility as a strengthened uh, faith and spirituality. Mm. So, for me, as as a teacher who works from the yogic perspective and also from my own experiences, the session I created was also to re create some relief and healing around mm. it because. Even if we are in it, we can gradually in cycles heal what is coming up. And one month can be healing one thing or one year of the fertility journey can bring up certain things. But just in my intu intuitive and experiential um, understanding is that the, this journey 100% brings up the wounds that we have not worked with mm. so all everything that comes up in a journey like this is all that we need to face and that can also be 
ancestral it can be like from this life or if we also think that we might have had past lives that it's all interwoven yeah. and um yeah how do you so just coming back to the retreat actually yeah. i see that we have a lot of these topics coming up in different ways and ritual and uh the the sensuality that mm -hmm. women can lose and yeah what do you, i talked a lot but <laughs> what can you add you have pr probably so much to add to this no your research sounds amazing i can't wait is it in swedish or english 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 oh, that's great yeah. i can't wait to read and it. share it for yeah. sure yeah and it made me think of an example so someone once told me like she and her sister couldn't get pregnant that was also a very religious family but they couldn't go into treatment because this was god's plan for them so i can i've also really recognized how religion can be or there can be negative coping strategies um but it's so beautiful that you find that religion and spirituality are also very important tools for women uh especially because that's not something that's taken into account at all in the more medical field Maybe there's a little bit of awareness about the uh, like body-mind connection and the importance of mindfulness. I think that's as far as it goes today. And I really recognize what you say, that this process brings up the deeper wounds. And that's what I especially see with women who are in grief or loss when, when they lose a child. Like no, no one's grief is the same because the grief always touches these deeper layers and these deeper wounds and... That's the real challenge I feel of the fertility journey is healing those deeper parts of yourself. But that's also where you can already become like the best parent you can be because everything that you... I'm not saying you need to heal yourself, right? Before you can get pregnant. I don't think it works that way. Healing is like a lifelong process. But to become really aware of your wounds and knowing how to be with them, it reminds me of someone who I follow on Instagram who... Um, after she lost her first baby, she really got stuck in PTSD. Now she did have a second baby, but she's still so stuck in her PTSD that she and her husband are actually not going to sleep because they're so afraid that the baby will stop breathing at night. So they take turns watching over that baby. And it just touches my heart so much, like the pain that's still there, all of that trauma that's still there and that they're bringing into parenthood with them. I feel that's um without judgment right because i i know that they are doing the best they can to be the best parents they can be but yeah these are the things that come up and there's also opportunity to really work with that um and with the retreat like the starting point was also that because december can already be a hard month with the holidays and the end of the year like let's start maybe from a bit of lightness so really taking that conception from love from confidence from surrender as a starting point and so there's not the focus is, there will be you know if there's trauma or things you want to dark things you will want to look at there is definitely uh space for that but overall it's really about seeing like how do i want this year what do i want this year to look like when it comes to my fertility journey so the first day will be about setting intentions and really saying okay what would it look like for me to conceive from a place of love trust and surrender and what are very concrete things that i can start doing every day to tune into that frequency because we have that frequency within us that's the place where we can find that confidence so how can i make sure that i can access that every day um 
And then the rest of the week, there's different themes. So day two will be all about the body, connection, connecting with the womb, connecting with the body. We have, I'm doing a, a guided womb meditation to really help you um, feel what's there, what wants to be looked at. Um, then I have a pelvic floor physical therapist, Emily Wilson. She also has a guided visualization that helps women work with the stuck energies in their wombs and really help them release anything that's ready to be released from there. And we have Nikola Hashkova, who is a yoga teacher. So she's doing a fertility yoga practice for equality specifically. So she has all of these postures that really bring blood to the womb and also work on the, the womb heart connection to strengthen that and opening the chest to let go of any tension or grief that may be there. So it's really about opening the body for conception. Day three is all about hormones because hormones are, of course, so important. Having a good hormonal balance is so important. And there's so many environmental influences today that affect our hormonal balance. So I'm guiding everyone through a practice that's really about um, learning to listen to your symptoms if you have specific menstrual symptoms working with those to understand what it is that your body needs because they are telling you something if you have pcos or if you have endometriosis that's also your body trying to tell you something and of course it's a medical condition but it's also um, something that you can tune into and see like what it is that, that you need on a, on a much deeper level we have Iris Josefina, who is a functional hormone specialist. So she gives a class on eating for fertility, but really departing from a point of nourishing yourself. So it shouldn't be about heavy dieting and restricting yourself, but making it feel abundant and nourishing and and good. And we also have Susanna Poyas, who is an acupuncturist, and she teaches an acupressure workshop. So that's acupressure is acupuncture you can do yourself with your fingers. And it's all about also... Um, creating that hormonal balance that's beneficial for egg quality. Then day four is all about creating a fertile mindset. So we're looking at what's going on in your brain with your emotions. I'm teaching a class that day that's uh, it's a dance exercise actually that helps you deal with the difficult emotions, the grief, the sadness, the fear. Uh, but by working with your body and with dance, you don't engage with the stories that are there in your head. But you really use your body to let those emotions pass through you as waves. That's what I love about working with the body is that you can see how so much can be re released just by movement. Uh, because we like to think about what's going on and we like to ponder and come up with solutions. And before you know it, you spend two hours thinking about, you know, why you got your period. Whereas if you could just feel the sadness and the disappointment and move with that in a dance, you know, then it can also... You can work with that for like 15 minutes and then go on with your day. So that's it's such a big energetic difference. Um, Rachel Cook will be uh, guiding us through a fertility hypnosis. Uh, she's a fertility hypnotherapist. So she has something called activate, reactivate your inner GPS. So you can really move with your own intuition in that whole journey. And Carolyn Eschers, who is also a fertility coach, she teaches a workshop on setting up rituals for yourself. Rituals as a way to, yeah, increase the self-care that you have available for yourself. Day five, that's your day. It's all about spiritual alignment because getting pregnant is also a very spiritual process. It's about the start of life. Um, 
I was actually talking about this with Emma Moon, who teaches a spirit baby class that day. And she said, you know, we are so aware of what happens at the end of life. I think most people, even though you, if you're not really spiritually inclined, you would agree that something happens when someone dies and you see the soul almost leave their bodies. Well, if that soul leaves the body, there's also a point where the soul enters the body and that's what happens at conception. So I felt that was a really beautiful way of looking at it, seeing that it's really the beginning of the soul and that's why you can also really call on that soul um, to, to come in. And it can be incredibly difficult. I remember I never really wanted to go there myself because I was so afraid that I wouldn't find a soul, right? What if there wasn't anyone? But she has really beautiful tools to help you build up in a very gradual manner to start connecting to the spirit realm and see what's what's out there. Oh, you already told us about your ritual. So that's, I called it the Finding Divine Guidance uh, Goddess Ritual. So um, I still have to, I'm going to do all of these practices myself this week. But I know there's a bit of yogic practices in there. You work with mantras, oracle cards. Um, so it's very rich. And then we have uh, Juan Belmar, who's an astrologer, and he read uh, the fertility astrology for 2024. So for all of the signs, he looks at important points during the year um, that might be extra beneficial for you to conceive. Uh, also looking at, that's my main takeaway, looking at where the moon was when you were born. So if you were born uh, on a full moon, for example, then all of the full moons are going to be better for you for conception because that's your natural time period. So I really love that. Um, and then the final day, I will do a closing ceremony that's really about integrating all of these pieces in your life and seeing like, okay, what is it that I really need right now? Uh, because it's, you know, it's a lot of information, a lot of practices. So maybe there are one or two areas where you feel this is really where I want to with those intentions that we set the first day, now I can connect them to very concrete actions to follow up uh, throughout the year. And we also have a practice with Leonie van der Water, who runs the Sensual Wisdom School. And she teaches a class on connecting to yourself and your partner with authentic pleasure. So it's really about finding yourself or finding your way back to sensuality and pleasure. Uh, because as you mentioned, that's something that's so easily lost during that journey. So... I feel I'm so amazed by all of these teachers who agreed to share a bit of their time and their work for free that we can offer this to anyone and really make sure that if you're trying to conceive, whether it's just, you know, you're just getting started or you've been doing this for a while, you can really start that year of strong and with a focus on what's good for me right now. How can I make this my most nourishing year, even though, or not even even though, make this my most nourishing year and make that the departing point for for your fertility journey i mean this program is so incredible and so needed for so many out there as we said in the beginning or later in the journey wherever you are um it's so beautiful and i love the this uh, spirit baby uh, topic I've had some pod I think two podcasts about that too how like if yeah where the 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 soul is already there so mm -hmm. there's there's like this opening and invitation just as we open and invite other people into our life and energy mm -hmm. 
that is such an interesting session to and 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 also the hypnosis and the astrology to understand mm -hmm. that there's so many components but what it does is to give us more than like you said it's not there this there is something that's called spiritual care spiritual health care and we have it in certain areas of health, the healthcare system but in this area it seems to be lost in my proposition what or my my conclusions was that in clinical uh, recommendations is that if the healthcare system can't provide all of these things, there are others who are providing it that support or integrated into at least the spiritual institutions. They usually have groups for grief, for example, but why is there not other types of grief? Like what if there would be more normalized in society in different parts that this can be coped with in in that spiritual aspect and care like you said mindfulness has come in and all of these small things and it's not that it's integrated most have to find it themselves so the work mm -hmm. that you're doing is also so important and i love how you've gathered all of the facilitators in this what mm -hmm. an offering what what a blessing to all of us to have mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. um and uh, i mean it's beautiful to join wherever you are maybe it's for a future mm -hmm. <laughs> like way in the future you can still benefit from these and understand the understanding of it it's a, it's a preparation because we don't have these sacred prep preparations anymore in our culture society to understand what this process is i as a doula work with birth like, what is that process? That's how I'm trying to uh, prepare women to see this not just as a physical process. It's so much more. Mm. And even in the birth space to invite that energy in. So I love this. And how can people sign up and how can they find you? Yeah, good question. Important question. Yeah. Um, on my website, thatfertilefeeling.com slash winter dash retreat. Perfect. Very I'm easy. Content. Just leave your, your email and then you get um, a daily reminder of the practices and a link where you can find them. Amazing. I also remembered just now that I created a special Instagram account, uh, mm. fertility.winter.retreat, where you find the profiles of all the speakers. And once we start, I will close up that space so that we have our community page. So that's mm. where you can also exchange with other participants and uh, I might even do my own practices live there so that you can you don't even have to go to a website. You can just follow them on Instagram. But I have to work, see if I can get all the technical details straightened out. But that's the intention. It's perfect. And as we're talking, we have nine more days left um, and this will be aired in a couple of days so mm -hmm. i i would just recommend everyone to sign up and at least if you can't g come to all of the sessions at least a few of them and they will be available for 48 hours after if you can't yeah. join, like join in directly when you get get them so that's really good to be just to manage and i think the first week of january is usually calmer for everyone we mm -hmm. enter in we have just left also the solstice, something new is being birthed, and the sun is being birthed in the northern hemisphere, which is very positive. And I think we've left also a lot of the, the 
heaviness of this year and astrology that has been a little bit tough. So that's something to look forward to. And I can't wait. And if anyone has any questions for me or you, they can just reach out to us on Instagram or mm. Facebook. If you're curious about my thesis, I will share more about it. It's just being finalized within uh, three three weeks, four weeks. So I'll hopefully also get that out as an article. So I'm really excited. And I also want to thank you for letting me share a session and to be of support in mm. the journey. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And I'll put all the links in the show notes and we welcome everyone to join in and sending blessings and love to everyone who's going through this maybe in a difficult way and we have called upon some guidance and support and i actually drew a, um, was shuffling my healing oracle which mm. focuses a lot on healing and we got the the card which is from the spiritual healing aspect and it's i'm one with the infinite consciousness mm. So that's a reminder actually for us, especially then as we move into the new year and finish the astrological year in Pisces, that we are one, we have the nourishment, and the sun is also there. The, yeah. This is the a theme in my cards, the Kurdish sun symbol, and, and also the moon is in there. So the sun and moon merged mm -hmm. like that oneness and and how we can liberate ourselves through understanding that we are not just this body and experience. We can be the viewer and seer and experiencer and still be embodied and to go through all of this, but knowing that we're not alone and that when we are healing and working on this journey, we're also healing so much more in this world. Mm. And as we're going through pain, we're also feeling others' pain. So there's this connection in this journey and hopefully also when you're joining into this these uh, this retreat you will also feel that sense of community and support that you're not alone so mm -hmm. yeah well thank you so much for thank this you. beautiful conversation and thank you for the work that you do you too thank you